0: Cuntcast podcast is rated not safe for work. Urban Dictionary describes it as internet content generally inappropriate for the typical workplace, i.e. would not be acceptable in the presence of your boss and colleagues. All of these definitions apply. As a result, we will provide you with 15 seconds of pleasant, non-offensive music for you to advance to the next program acquire headphones, or lock all available doors and windows for a proper sensual cunt cast experience. Please be safe out there and enjoy the program.
1: Sexual subjects, you are listening to a broadcast of the Concast podcast, a conversation with a classfully characterized cunt carefully crafted with cognizant courage to champion conscientious consummation and I'm your host the Ree, and I am joined by Lawnmower Man, but also Mr. Henry Freeman. Hey
2: <laughs> uh howdy, uh, it's good to be back. Good to be talking. Um, get back on the show get back into the rhythm of things it's funny because um in general the pandemic just creates these large these strange gaps in between productivity and it also applies for podcasting as well so i to be back I, and let's
1: do it yeah i don't get how everybody's like well this is like that time to write that novel like no, it's not. bitch, if you couldn't write a novel when you were not fearing for your life why would you think like the beginning of a dystopian novel was going to be your time to shine
2: um just... that's my thing is i don't understand i think it's a little rude to um just tell people what they should be doing just real talk like that's the thing it's it's sticky... like this is uh this is a time to be kind to yourself full stop that's it it's yeah. time for you to be kind to yourself so
1: I have one exception to that. We should be able to tell people that are like silver lining to go fuck themselves.
2: Um, you're talking about those people that were happy that they've gotten kind of a built-in vacation because 60,000 people dead?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, those people Cause are deeply it's problematic. It's
1: a blessing in disguise. Because I just couldn't even and now I have like Time to just take a mimosa and think. I mean, I'm sorry, like, your Nana's dead. But, you know, I just needed a break. I just needed knee time. Like, so God just gave me that through millions of people getting a horrible disease. I mean, so what? Like, kids have all these weird scabby things on their feet. COVID toes, they call it. But I got to, like, do a mini spa day at home. And I just really needed that. Right. I just needed that breather, man. And right. God in God's infinite wisdom I was like, I'm gonna kill hundreds of thousands of people so that I can take a break. And I just feel so blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and the thing about it is I understand the is a desperate search for a silver lining in a terrible situation there is a, yeah, yeah, I,
1: I just it. feel like something can just be bad and that's okay
2: yeah you're making the best out of a bad situation you work less you have more time for yourself you can rebalance but this ain't it like it this situation did not happen so that you can rebalance it's just us it's just the byproduct of everything grinding to a halt and um yeah. yeah you're just making the best out of a terrible situation but in no way situation and in no way does that make the situation better situation is just still shitty yes you're just you're just taking longer baths and kudos to you you're learning a craft good for you you're yeah. writing a book great for you but yeah,
1: i mean it's like 9 11 every other day but you know
2: it's just every day is just a little seasoned with 9 11 yes a few hundred people die here a few thousand people die here and every once in a while we have these big days where a thousand people die or two thousand people die and then we come back down and we're down.
1: yeah And then we come but down. you know like Katie needs her haircut. So my freedoms right. are being encroached. Right. Well, I don't even. I, I think I, like, literally, I'm not going stir crazy because I was kind of a shut in before all this, ironically, but I've been inside my parents' house since February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I'm not cracking up. I don't. Like, shut
2: up <laughs> yeah you know we have to uh we are all we are all now in our homes and um everyone's home and the energy in it is different so um people are trying to make it work um if you can make it work um in no way was a situation for you to make it work you just did kudos to you yeah kudos to you
1: I always wondered what it was like living through the first chapters of an apocalypse novel. And now, you know, that's off the bucket list.
2: Right. We did. So it. I mean, I mean we, we're not done yet because, um, like I said, we've got people acting a fool. So we've now we've now had like the, this is
1: the first chapter. Like, this is the prologue where they're like telling you how it all went wrong.
2: Right. We, um, we have not seen the beginning of the gun owners um, at peak anxiety. Because um, there Aren't is they
1: already, like driving their trucks into like parades for yes. doctors and stuff already. Yes.
2: There's a fellow in Oregon who was um driving his truck around a parade for first responders, doctors, nurses so on EMTs. And um he was threatening to shoot the people. He was threatening. He was waving a gun and threatening to shoot people. And then he lost control of his Jeep and flipped it on its side.
1: Um. Yeah. They I were... wonder if like, the first responders and had to be the first to respond to his flipped over car.
2: I imagine every first responder became the sixth and seventh responder when they realized the guy who was trying to fuck up the parade, which, by the way, is fine. I guess, like I said, it's good for morale, but like it's too little too late. It's like it's too little for what they need. And there's a guy brandishing a handgun trying to get it to stop. I imagine that he was probably they were all probably 13th responders. Like, they all went to lunch, and then they all came back out, and then they were like, well.
1: A- Literally, I would love if it was just like a parade of first responders. He flips his car like a dumbass, and everybody just collectively was like, it'd be like that sometimes. And, like, the parade just keeps on going.
2: I just I Yeah, you could just walk around him and um, just, you know, coach him. Every, every first responder would give him a thumbs up and hope that he can pull himself out of the wreckage of his own vehicle. Somebody would yeah, just come was like, well, and you know, someone. I'm not going to
1: encroach on your freedom right. to free yourself from your burning car.
2: Right. We're just going to yeah. take this gun so that you don't have both hands <laughs> to escape the wreckage. And then that's all you, because, again, this is your freedom. It's your body, your rules. You took your body, your choice, your freedom to flip your car, your choice, your freedom on its side here in a public place. So it's also naturally your American right as a free taxpaying citizen to pull yourself out of this wreckage. And um, drag yourself to a hospital where, when we're done, we will tend to you last. No matter what the no matter what the letters in your name are, so huh. we're just gonna put a Z in front yeah. of the last name every time, no matter whether your name is Anderson, Ardvark, Andrews, Z Andrews, Z Ardvark. Doesn't matter. <sighs> but that's us. We do have
1: things. We do for have the audience. things. I mean it. It's a little weird trying to do a sex podcast in the least sexiest time in recent memory.
2: It's the the least sexiest and the most sexiest time. We are having these incredible bursts of sexuality person to person. Uh, More people are talking openly about sex than I've ever heard. More people are openly acknowledging that they watch porn. Most people, more people are uh, openly acknowledging that they would like to get laid, that they use sex toys, that they masturbate, that they what they're doing sexually during the day. We cannot touch each other, so now all the masks have come off, and it is rather amusing. Or they ironically should stay on, <laughs> right? So it's the least sexual and the most sexual time I've been alive.
1: Yes, people are getting like less. As I was like, I said, people are like chaotically horny, but now I feel like they've transitioned into desperately horny. Right. Like yep. literally, five people have subscribed to my OnlyFans. I don't remember what my password is, and I think there's just a picture of my cat, like not the the tantalizing one, like 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 fat, furry, white cat, given like a derpy do face, <laughs> and like people keep on like subscribing <laughs> and i'm not somebody who like plugs my only so i don't know how they found it no, but people are like the potential for ass yes
2: well that is um i have found a few only fans by just googling the odd name i'd be i you'd be surprised how many people have only fans that just don't advertise it and just take whoever they, whoever they pick up organically um so i think now we're at the as part of the the, the cultural movement is that if you which, see someone.
1: I'm, I'm like kudos for OnlyFans getting a, a shout out from Beyonce, which, right. you know, everybody would be happy if Beyonce knows to exist. Um, but I feel like that's not, not the greatest platform because <laughs> literally the reason why I never put anything on my OnlyFans because I was like, I don't really like how this is set up. I don't like how the money is getting handled and. You know, you have to make do, but it's not my favorite. Okay.
2: Um. Yeah. I've had people ask me if I have an OnlyFans. People have looked and noticed that I didn't. And I was like, they looked before they even asked. And I was just like making sure that I had my name right and everything. I was like, I don't have an OnlyFans. They were like, sure. I was like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like with its popularity, it's either going to be like MySpace 2.0, um, which it cannot handle or um, it's just going to be the, the place everybody goes and either you're going to have people stealing a whole bunch of content and trying to upload it to an old events account that they have that's just stolen content or um, it's just going to implode um, um, I'm going
2: to assume that most most tech organizations are closer to Zoom than Google and they are not prepared for the sudden 400% jump in um patronage. Um most things aren't. It even took Microsoft X it even took Xbox about 2-3 weeks to get their shit together with the extra chunk of people using Xbox Live of all things. So I imagine yeah. OnlyFans is um enjoying the influx of cash but having to process me, having to process an extra 200%.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, I feel like it's a lot of money being spread very thin. Right. Because I see people who are like, oh, I'm in like the top 25%. And then like they post how much they make and I'm like, I know I'm a a withered whore in this game. (laughs) Like I've, I've been through the storm. I've been here a while. Right. So when I see somebody like, I'm in the top 10, like I expect like weekly to be a lot more than like a hundred thousand dollars or like so like how many people are actually making a living off only fans like i feel like it's a very elite few even fewer than like cam models like other cam models
2: right
1: i mean it's less time consuming possibly right because you have people that make have these very wonderfully edited video clips and really great photography. Like, that's time consuming. But you know, people that are just like, here's my you know, my balls and it's like on their iPhone eight. Um that's less time consuming. But uh I feel uh at least on streaming, even if you sunk in your eight hours, like yeah, it, it's a quasi decent wage. Hmm. Or it was yeah you know. well, I, mean, I haven't really been back yet, so I'll see how bad it is.
2: yeah it might be something uh, maybe be something to look into, like how much money because I don't know any of this, like I said, these are things these are all just like cultural movements, yeah. but well, you... I'm
1: just saying it from people who I've seen like they're saying like I'm in this top percentile, and I'm looking at what they say that they're making because they're posting like their earnings, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I mean, that's nice. not what I expected from the top 20 like 5% and one person was like the top 5% I was like that is not like if you're the top 5% how much is the bottom 5 like the bottom 95% making Uh, on average
2: well I wonder well I wonder um, how many people are on OnlyFans and kind of trying to keep it on the low so whatever they make is fine um,
1: well, was, I think most people are right. doing that because. So it's like, uh, if you make unfortunately,
2: it, if you're making two or three hundred a month. That's not so bad if you're also a librarian who is trying not to let everybody know that you have an OnlyFans. I mean, I guess as supplementary income.
1: Yeah, yeah so,
2: like I mean, that, that's my own. That's my me, guess. I think
1: of like people that are at the top, like those are the full-time yeah. people. Like for me, I'm a, a strain on society. I'm just in my mom's house. I can get by with not that much, but I think somebody who has like a mortgage and two kids, twenty five hundred dollars is not enough monthly income.
2: Hey, listen, that's good but supplementary income. Depending upon how little, depending how little or how much you are using OnlyFans. So if you are, in fact, posting the odd five minute clip of you having sex that you would normally be having or if you are walking back and forth on a pair of heels like even I do that I um what do I what do I buy where is it I think it's diamond legs I'm a leg guy um I'll buy those videos for five bucks they only they only they're only about five minutes long I imagine they only took one single take (laughs) you know what I mean so it's like however much or how little they are being bought, it doesn't seem to cost the performer too much time. So it's all just, it's all just positive. You just go into, go into a,
1: going yeah. into a hotel I room, Airbnb. Luckily, and... there's a lot of people like I've seen a lot of people who were retired from adult industry and were going in like the public. And then, you know, since everybody's getting laid off, they're just taking their archives and moving it to only fans.
0: Oh. So,
1: like for them they're like oh this is just all profit cuz everything's already been produced it's just it was never in one place so for those performers like this this is going well for them but i think for people that are like i just lost my job i don't know what i'm going to do mhm uh i i have an iphone and desperation i think for for those people it might not be super worth it <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I think everybody tries something. <laughs> but, uh, I, so there is a, a big story that happened like a week ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. That kind of made me feel like the the dark side of OnlyFans being so uh, in the public lexicon was um, this mechanic and she worked at uh. A, what do you call it body shop or whatever All right. and her coworkers found her only fans and were harassing her about it and washing it during work hours and then she got fired for it that's on because that's on her boss a terrible fucking boss She is terrible but like so many people are in like uh right to work states where they can basically fire you for whatever reason. Right. And if they see her having OnlyFans as disruptive to everybody else, then she's the cause and they can fire her, which is disgusting. <laughs> and right. one of the many, many reasons why capitalism is evil. But unfortunately, it is what it is. Um, what really sucks is... uh. We're like we're just now starting the conversation where um, you know, lawyer associations and things like that are are actually looking at sex work sex workers' rights not just as human rights, but actually as workers' rights. And they're saying, Well, this is discrimination. Uh one of uh co-founders of New Jersey Red Umbrella Alliance actually just had a article published from the National Guild of Lawyers on the type of discrimination that happens to sex workers. I was quoted because I was saying, you know, I went, I was a cubicle bitch for a while, but it was a lot harder being a cubicle bitch because I would go through like six, seven rounds of interviews and they're like, Yeah. Okay, we're just going to run a background check on you. And certain background checks, what they are really looking for is like who you were paid from and who you reported being paid from. So I know I was getting direct deposit from Streammate, So that company is going to come up. But I didn't put it on my resume, obviously, because it doesn't have anything to do with marketing for an engineering architectural firm. But they're going to be like, okay, this is. So it makes it either A, look like you're trying to be deceitful, or B, they're going to look up that company and see what the company does and go, oh, I don't think you were processing payments for this company. You were a model, and again, you don't get the job. So I kind of feel like post-COVID-19, there's going to be that conversation that we're going to have to have for all the people that did have OnlyFans where, you know, OnlyFans, the whole model is you, you could find content you like, then you download it and it's on your phone. Right. Oh, uh, for me, that always makes me a little nervous because I'm like, okay, it's going to go from that person's device to where it's so far reaching. Um, I mean, even what I was doing, you could, people are pirating streams, but it's way harder to match it to you without, like, crazy surveillance technology. So. (sighs) So yes, on one hand, Beyonce might be watching your OnlyFans, which is either breathtaking or terrifying. But, on the other hand, your future employers will probably find out you also have monthly fans, and because we live in like the worst timeline, that means you'll get fired instead of all your coworkers that are sexually harassing you.
2: We will see um I do wonder how we defend like i mean after the election and we possibly get another president, God willing. Um, we begin to approach how we see people because one thing is now commonly understood is that our middle class is shot and every American needs two jobs um, up to making sixty, seventy thousand dollars 70000 a year, which is a lie that was perpetrated that we didn't need that. American middle class people were just working one job and it was fine and it was great and everyone was affording everything. It's all a lie. We're all check to check. And as a result, gig workers, which is a huge chunk of America need to be probably there needs to be a closer look at defending their rights because they're such a huge chunk of america including the wealthy middle-class air quote air quote middle-class white ones that were lying to everyone um so because and i hate to say it because this is a problem that affects white people in america there's a possibility again if we get a new president that we will look at how we treat um our workers because we're all check to check because we're definitely not going to pay our workers more because america's about you know about that hard capitalism but we might treat our peasants better and sure whatever
1: i don't really see the new feudal lords um seeing more value in less peasants
2: (laughs) um we shall see the problem is is um it's who the peasants are
1: and I think with sex workers, it's so easy to say, oh, well, they chose to do this it's alternative lifestyle. Like, we're we're a very conservative country. <laughs> no,
2: we're powerfully conservative. Um, yeah, but so. we, we open the doors for folks when the right people are in trouble. And I would say right now, um, economically, the right people are in trouble. Because right now, a lot of white folks are now living the lives of black and brown folks since forever generations. They've now lived it for three months. <laughs> and given how America tends to white folks, like, again, if we get a new president, we'll probably have something that tends to, um, well, disproportionately them. But at least the idea of workers being poor on the average will be something commonly understood as opposed to black and brown workers being poor and incompetent. And then, of course, that I might, that might...
1: concerned because I think there's still a disconnect between sex workers and workers.
2: Yes. There's a possibility. I, mean,
1: I I even talk to like black and brown labor organizers, and when to see their faces when I start talking about sex workers' rights as workers' rights, they like visually recoil from me. Mm. Well. Or just... they start saying things like, Well, I think it's so nice that you're concerned with those people. But I think we should think like realistically. They made their choice. And I was like, You mean we made our choice, right? Then it's a very short conversation after that. But mm. yeah, you're wrong. Yep. and I also kind of feel like the conservatism it, it even reaches the adult industry. There's hella conservative you know, sex workers out there who for whatever reason feel like they're the victims. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Have you ever heard of um Brandy Love? Uh, oh, what do you ask? So she since like 2017, she's been on this tear that like uh adult performers who are Trump supporters are um, being victimized by the adult industry if they come out as Republicans. And she even uses the phrase, come out. I'm like, you don't come out as Republican, but whatever. And I just kind of feel like, how could you even make that assumption when, like, this is the industry where blacked.com dominates. Like, It's not a progressive bunch when you have the guys from Dog Fart saying, you know, we are still shooting scenes where a white woman's calling a black man the N-word and it's supposed to just be something that performer's okay with. Like, I don't really feel like this industry or at least the adult film industry is a place where, uh, you know, ultra leftist are embraced wholeheartedly. We can't even call black women black women. The ebony category still exists.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Ah. <coughs>
1: I kind of feel like uh the way the libertarians kind of were like, woohoo, we wanna legalize weed. Now they're kind of on the woohoo, we love porn tear, but it's like we love porn as long as you guys don't want any help and um, you don't have workers' rights because we don't really believe in those, but we love porn, huh? Like, <laughs> like it always made me very uncomfortable having to deal with those like Trump supporting. And like pre Trump, like super conservative cam models and stuff. Cause they would say like hell racist shit. But they were like, well, I don't know why you're talking to me like that. Like, obviously, I'm a sex worker. I have an alternative lifestyle. So you can't really call me racist or judge me because I'm like, it's almost like I'm queer. I'm a sex worker. And I'm just like, what? Oh, fucked. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard all kinds of dumb, dumb shit from like conservative sex workers. They exist. Some of them are even in the sex workers' rights movement, which is uncomfortable, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. But so they're
2: so they're in the sex workers' rights movement, but also well, probably...
1: they're probably. for a more so looking through the lens of I. W- sees as an opportunity to be hyper-capitalistic because I want to have my little empire where I take the labor of other sex workers, package it, and then it becomes mine. Right. So they're not really for workers' rights, more so the right to be able to profit off the labor of sex workers. Hmm. complicated
2: (laughs) I understand completely it's um nuanced um nuanced selective ignorant nonsense yes
1: yeah I mean to boil it down Brandy Love can fuck right off but I I I still have to deal with people like her (laughs) which makes me sad which is like there's so much making me sad (laughs) Because you know the plague, um, thing.
2: Just a little plague. It's fine.
1: You know what's really weird? People what? censor talking about it on like YouTube. The way they talk about like sexual terms.
2: Yeah, I've noticed. Um, uh, in watching um, professional wrestling, as I'm a big fan, um, they don't they don't talk about. They don't say the word um, coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Yeah. Like WWE, like they don't, they don't say it ever.
1: Or like the, the situation. Yeah,
2: unprecedented times. times. Yeah,
1: unprecedented times. This is like In times like these.
2: And it's always weird when people do not talk, do not say the word COVID or coronavirus, because it's everyone's problem. Yeah. So it's, it's a, global. A global pandemic. issue. Yes. Every single, every single person, everywhere ask each other in across multiple languages, how are you dealing with the pandemic to varying answers? But that is the question. Everyone's asking everyone else, but yet you are still trying to act like it's not a thing, which just, it's so obtuse. It makes wrestling unwatchable. I think WWE is unwatchable because they try to act like, like they have empty arena shows, which is also strange. And I feel
1: like that would be haunting.
2: Um, it, the, there's a solution to having a smaller arena show that um, but would then require you to acknowledge what's happening. So if you're hell-bent on not acknowledging it, then you suddenly have an empty arena show with two wrestlers in it by themselves, acting like there's a crowd. It's very strange. Um, AEW nailed it for a while. <laughs> right. Uh, AEW had um, some wrestlers at the like people who were actually inherently in the program, people who chose to show up they were the crowd. So the wrestlers and the staff and the crew with their masks on six feet away from each other um, were the crowd. So they were actually like, it was like um it was a very small indie event almost on TV and it had like a bunker thing going on. Um, sure. Right. But for the most part, not acknowledging it, everything is better. And I'll say this right now. Everything you want to put out, just whoever's listening, everything you want to put out creatively is better for acknowledging the fact that we're in a global pandemic. There's no need for you to ever hide the fact that we're in a global pandemic because it is literally the world problem. The entire world has the same problem, which is rare, which is rare.
1: Yeah, I am kind of glad that they're not trying to do porn scenes about it. I thought we were. I mean, I see it in the, uh, like the titles of things but I have not seen like studios going, we're going to make a Corona porno DVD. Like that's not what I'm seeing, but I'm seeing like things being repackaged. Things that already had like masks and like medical fetish. It's being repackaged and then tagged with that. But I'm not really seeing like direct here. It's like, we're going to make light of it or anything like that. So that I don't mind. Right. I mean anything where they're not always ripping leggings. (laughs) It's always step siblings ripping leggings, it's just upsetting. (laughs) Because you know how expensive leggings are?
2: Yes. That's why you don't rip leggings. (laughs) It really takes me out. I mean, I think I think if you knew how much leggings cost in relation to pantyhose, which was the original thing that got torn, which is fine. You can get pantyhose for like a buck. Fine. But leggings are not pantyhose guys those are actual no. so actual clothing that cost actual money
1: yes if you... i have one pair of leggings that's like 68 dollars yes if somebody ripped those i'm just gonna fight him or her like we're going to fight and then they're gonna buy me or sew me up my leggings
2: <laughs> all, right. all right you're free to go yeah.
1: but i think uh everybody's gonna look at poor differently now like uh, where they waste food, I kind of feel like I I wouldn't be able to fab to that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Agreed. Exactly. Um, I also can't do the um the uh my favorite. I mean, I've seen these where someone's like, you know, they want they want to take a um uh COVID nineteen test, but they can't because the doctor's withholding it for sex. I'm like, no. Um, the only thing I enjoy, I do. What
1: I need to dissect that situation. So the doctor presumably has a patient that has that needs a COVID nineteen test. Yes. The so they're just gonna get that person all up in their business. Yes, and their face.
2: Yes. Well, they have masks on. Well, they're going to, it's a mask down, mask down, ass up, you see. It's completely safe that way, you see. And this is why I don't like coronavirus porn because the actual, what we understand about coronavirus is not acknowledged by the porn at all, typically.
1: I'm so happy I moved away from the coast because this conversation makes me want to just walk into the ocean silently. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And just tap out of humanity.
2: Right. There are some amateur content creators who are just quarantining at home and fucking a bunch and recording that. It was like, we're on quarantine. There we go. We're fucking fucking during, fucking during, while our uh, PS4 yeah. idols. I kind
1: of wonder, like, who has it worse? Like, people who are quarantined with, like, a partner where you're stuck together but you least you can fuck are people that are, like, alone. Uh, contextual. Um...
2: I wouldn't mind. I don't mind being quarantined with my partner. Um, I know a lot of people who do, and I know a lot of people who really like being alone. I don't know some people who would have preferred not to, who would prefer to be quarantined with a partner. It is it is super contextual. Um, some people are having, some people are making the most of it, and some people are having the worst time of it.
1: Uh, though, I am starting to get, like, quarantine booty calls, which saddened me. Um. Why this one was really sad? It was like a number I didn't recognize on WhatsApp. It was like, "Hey, what's up?" It's um, whatever his name was. I shouldn't say it on the air. (laughs) And I was like, "I don't, I don't recognize this name or this number." Like, I don't know who you are. And he was like, "What do you mean you don't remember?" Like, I don't remember. And I'd be like, "Dude, I was in a coma. Like, I don't remember some shit." So he sent me a picture. Like, I still don't know you. I'm sorry. I'm sure we had fun. And then he was like, Oh, but I know you were here. This is where you lived. And he was like, Describe me. Like, he, we clearly did hook up. Mm-hmm. I just know it's just no longer there. Um, and I was like, Okay, but why are you contacting me? I was like, well, because, you know, if you're still in the area, like, Are you trying to get your dick wet during the plague? <laughs> is that what we're doing now?
2: Right. Which. It, um can it it, is i do not put that off the table if everyone's willing to be super safe if you want to go get tested super
1: safe especially like i'm immunocompromised like if i get this i die
2: well that's the thing if you can if you can confirm like if you can get a test and you can confirm that you ain't got nothing and you haven't been around anybody like if you if you're home for the whole time and you can get a test that confirms that you've done anything and you can get a test it's Sure how about it?
1: yeah, oh, I had uh. to get my uh internet fixed, and that dude I had a box outside. I had a mask and gloves as he like, put that on, and like i like the door was open <laughs> he and then we like swabbed everything out, and was like there's so much disinfecting, and like right. so there's no way I could have any kind of intimate encounter mm. because like. On a normal day, when uh, there isn't mass death, um, I wouldn't cross a quiet street for dick. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) Am I going to risk literal death by, by horrific disease for a dick? I forgot.
2: Oh, God, no. I'm saying people can. I'm not saying you would. Because your disdain for humanity has now peaked. We are now at, you are now at maximum disdain for humanity as humanity can kill you. An average person now can just kill you on principle. So I can see you never doing that.
1: Like everything uh kind of feels like I feel like I'm in a fast and the furious movie, I assume, because I haven't really seen them. But everything is like a death-defying adventure. <laughs> Going to Costco. I'm risking death, <laughs> which, as you said before, it'd be super ironic <laughs> if uh, I I was uh, running through all that, like, strange on Craigslist for, like, years, and what takes me out is I just needed to get some, like, organic free range. Parmesan cheese. <laughs> I died because I got
2: parmesan cheese. I
1: needed vegan cheese for my Beyond Meat Lasagna. <laughs> and I just had to go to Whole Foods. And I am no more.
2: I will say I I've developed a terrible habit of um knowing of learning how to read the tea leaves. So say there are some places in uh in California in the bay. Um, When I approach a store I need to go into, I always look to see who is in the store, Um, size of the store. But if I see a bunch of um, folks, well, it's usually white folks, they're super lax for some reason. The hippies are very lax with this whole coronavirus thing. If I see them filing in and out of a store, um, typically I will avoid the store. Um, I find um, black and brown people to be a little more um, uh, uh, studious about it. Um, my local grocery store in oakland has every black person every black and brown person looks like a division agent gloves hat jacket on an 80 degree day (laughs) gloves (laughs) pants
1: yeah though, like it's kind of creepy because it wasn't this what happened in the division um yes uh the first division there was a really bad disease they tried to like smallpox section off New York? Yes, they did. They had to do a section
2: off Manhattan from Brooklyn and everything, yes. Um, yeah,
1: which is why you're shooting people that are just desperate for supplies. Division. I w- never finished the Division. The Division <laughs> 1
2: was one of the most problematic games um, that ever were because more than one of the factions were just regular people. Um, there was a faction called the... And when you look at the origin stories of those factions, like there there is a faction called the Looters that were originally all dressed like Trayvon Martin. They were all brown people. And their origin was the fact that this city stopped feeding. Some dude pulled a gun and shot a guy who was trying to withhold food. on one of the, um, the um, relief workers was trying to um, not, was trying to, the guy was like, oh, my, my, my daughter's sick. I need help. Um, can I get a little extra? And the person was like, no. And then he pulled a gun on that person and then everything got physical. And that was where the looters were born. The faction, air quotes, looters were born. Because a man was trying to feed his sick daughter. And was denied food, pulled a gun, and started shooting people. And then every other person who needed extra food also started shooting people and they became a whole faction. Division one was a mess. Division one I
1: feel like I knew that intellectually, but my heart erased it.
2: Yeah, listen, there is a whole there are a whole faction. There's a faction called the Rikers that because they're convicts, they like they make them extra murdery. Like they walk around and they go, Ah, oh, man, I love the time when I stabbed that guy for not doing shit. That was satisfying as fuck. And they do that stuff because, objectively, all the all the prisoners want to do is find a place where they're not going to be killed for being prisoners. Like, in the game, they objectively just hold up on spaces where you'll have to deal with them. The water, water, water plant, power plant. So you have to deal with them to get the city back online. And all they're trying to do is not be shot to death like prisoners in the end of the world. So when you get to see them, outside of the fact that they love to stab people not doing stuff... Look at that woman's ass. I'm sure gonna rub it without consent. <laughs> you know, like that type of just over the top eviling of your character because their actual origin story was too well written and it makes sense that they would just want to occupy spaces that force you to deal with them as humans <laughs> without shooting them on sight. Um, uh, I couldn't. Right.
1: Can- I didn't have the heart.
2: <laughs> the division the division one is so problematically racist, I deleted it when I got the division two. The division two is problematic, but it um has factions based on general white anarchist tropes and not um, um so the,
1: the people we actually are dealing with right but now. The people
2: we are dealing with right now in America are the enemies in the division two, which is a much, much greater which is a much better representation of America than just having like nineteen eighties Um, black and brown stereotypes of what would happen in like the end of the world in 1984 through the eyes of only the middle class white only the most middle class white people possible. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, Funny thing though about that game last thing the smallpox was spread because they put it on money on Black Friday so everyone passed around the money and made themselves sick the origins being Manhattan. Um, If they had known that all you had to do was just give it to one white person and then tell them to stay inside. That whole part of the game is overwritten. You just put it on one white guy and tell him he has to stay inside, and then he will go and proceed to infect every single person. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to do all this complex shenanigans. And then just take take Chad and listen, man. You got to stay inside and wear a
1: mask. Got to uh, wash your hands. Or Chad's oh. manager at GameStop, who's like. No, we're totally essential. You need to buy crap from com. so you have to sell it to people, and uh, so now he has to go to work, and now he's sneezing on everything and touching all the games. Yes, where, yeah, so yeah, kind of, it was kind of overwritten. Um, is it, is... reality didn't didn't need that much of a push.
2: Yeah, it was um, it was um it's a problematic game now it's officially a documentary um like i said i won't bog down the program with any more division is a very interesting in a several levels that we just like i said we're going to have to probably have you on ad space
1: well to- i feel like i haven't played enough of it because like i started playing and i'm like i don't feel good about this like i it is one of the few games where it's like my whole body rejected the experience um it was a problem I'm like game. oh i'm not the good guy here and the game doesn't know i'm not the good guy i don't like
2: this. it was one of the it was one of the things that i told i i the vision is one of the most peculiar gaming experiences that ever were because it tried to um diablo um trash mobify humans and whoever you choose to turn into a trash mob is very important who you turn when you turn humans into trash mobs for loot when you do that, you have to think very closely about who you're doing. And if you don't, then you wind up um, putting forth some very problematic messaging, which it did. It got jammed up pretty tough for being powerfully racist. And in I remember my favorite thing is there was a famous patch. Not famous patch. I remember it. Because originally all the looters were all brown kids. All, they were all brown people. And one patch they added white looters and they never said a thing. But they added white looters into the pool of enemies that are looters, air quotes, were white people. But when the game first came out for the first four or five months, none of the looters were black.
1: I could see that. though. I have to say, Uh, people pooh-poohed me for playing Crackdown. But Crackdown was literally a game where you're like killing very stereotypical gangsters like eastern europeans latinos and they are it's racist but like you're not the good guy but the game knows you're not
0: right
2: um it actually the ending and we're, we're spoiling the original crackdown from 15 years ago um We're spoiling it. At the end of the game, it's revealed that you're actually the bad guy, the tool of fascism that will bend that is now why the city is now bending at the knee under the will of your um, police organization.
1: Yeah, like, it's a police state that's fascist and horrible. And the game is like, ha-ha, you idiot. Why, like, how did you think you're the good guy? Right. The division just like, rah-rah, America.
2: Right. Um, the division, the way I played it, because I did like the division, I kept playing. It was easily the most problematic game I enjoyed in my life, probably. Um, no, Resident Evil Five, Resident Evil Five, Resident Evil Five Division One One A One A One B. Um, I acknowledge the fact that the only way you can play it is if you understand you're a tool of fascism. You are, in fact, a stormtrooper. You're the best stormtrooper, but you're a stormtrooper. And if you're fine with playing as the heel, then it's a fine game. But you are, in fact, playing as the heel. You're not a good guy. In The Division 2, they make great strides to have you work with people and against white anarchists, white and white general anarchist tropes, stereotypes.
1: But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... (laughs) A lot of games we're gonna see through a very different lens. Oh
2: yeah, no, the division is very difficult to play now. I'm not the only one to say it. like it's a, it's a it's a hell of a game to play now, as we are um about one or two more waves of coronavirus from um blocking off the states anyway.
1: Yeah, it also makes me feel like remember that terrible show in the '90s with Jessica Alba, Dark Angel. Yeah, that was about like the fall of the American Empire. Yeah, which was there was a sickness, and then because of that sickness, there was a war that they did like an EMP. Right. And I'm like, oh no, like that could actually happen because we, <laughs> have... we have idiots in charge. And
2: well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens before election day. Um, mm-hmm. we don't have um, it's it's a slow cook because. Our president is so peculiar that it's very clear. Like, our president isn't trying to have any shadow campaign. The president is clearly stalling until election day. That is what he's doing. So, there's not like there's like a shadow campaign where there can be like a groundswell, like a big tussle or anything. That's why America's just kind of like rolling around on the ground, really drunk. Like, America's kind of in the I'm fine, don't touch me phase of being drunk. And. It is probably going to try and hold that position until God knows when. But we don't have enough. Our citizens aren't confrontational enough. Our um, administration isn't conniving enough. And I don't think anybody remembers the keys to the EMP where the keys to the EMP are anyway. Because America's, we're just so good at, we're just so America right now. So our incompetence is giving me a sense of safety that yeah, we're just going to slowly fall into the abyss. We're not going to launch ourselves triumphantly into it. We're just kind of going to roll over the side. And then somebody's going to turn around and be, we'll have no America. And then I got to find out we fell down a 2,000 foot drop in the news. It's going to be real tragic what happened to us. But it was, oh, he was he was just behind us. He was just a little drunk. And then, you know, he was gone. You know, I think he was trying to take a selfie and he tripped and fell over the side. It's, it's a shame, man. It's a shame what happened to America.
1: Oh, everything is so bleak. <laughs> oh, but before we go on yeah. this bleak dystopian note, I did find a kink of the week because we haven't done those in a bit.
2: Your king of the week at the end of
1: the show? All right, what's the kink of the week? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, I was practicing how to say it and I'm probably going to fuck it up. Right. Oculolintus. Oculolintus and that is being sexually aroused by the licking, sucking, uh, or or otherwise mouth to eye stimulation.
2: Yeah, I have um
1: and I feel like those guys, or well, those uh people that are into that um I feel like they're never going to see that again <laughs> or for a very in their lifetime I don't feel like this content is going to be created easily.
2: Um, I mean, like I said, we can have extensive testing. Do the thing.
1: I mean, it's already very um dicey. Um in, in twenty thirteen, um when this was kinda at its peak in popularity for Japanese content, there was a outbreak of Chlamydia of the eye. Oh no! As well as um, conjunctivitis and uh, pink eye. Oh
2: no! Well, you gotta keep clean. It's just you can't
1: just Which be. Is, like we talk about like ass to mouth and how that can make you very ill, but I think like that makes sense. But I don't think a lot of people think of mouth to eye oh
2: yeah it's a fucking eyeball
1: like it's one of those places
2: one of those transmission vectors they tell you that's why they tell you not to rub your eyes tell you that right now don't rub your eyes don't rub them with your hands god forbid someone else puts their goddamn tongue in there and like i said you gotta really gotta really give yourself a heavy once over in the mouth region you're gonna be looking someone's eye
1: like it, it might sound so far fetched, but like I can, I think I gotta get it because it is a place that you see a lot. Eyes are, you know, very alluring. There's something that like we're drawn to in attractive people, mm-hmm. but it's something that you usually don't touch. I feel like there's, um, kind of like um, like a like a, a breaking of like some type of unspoken oath between humanity that we weren't going to lick our eyeballs? Um, I can you know, it's see like where... That last taboo. I mean, I can see where... It. Yeah, I can see yeah. where...
2: I can see it. Um, if you can connect that feeling, like if you're listening to this right now and you think of someone licking someone else's eyeball and your whole body clenches up because you're, not, you're one of those people that you put your contacts in. Like when you see someone take a contact out, you have to go to the hospital. You know what I mean? I think that feeling, like maybe 10 inches to the right, is where people get off on that exact same feeling of just like just raw vulnerability. We don't like t- things in our eyes because our eyes are so vulnerable and they're open all the fucking time. <laughs> the rest of us, things that are vulnerable, they're behind pants, they're in our underwear, they're in our body, our heart's got a whole bone in front of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like There's like... Things the eyes are very, very vulnerable for just kind of sitting out there looking at everything,
0: and it's
1: kind of like another sphincter, but for light. <laughs> they contract and stuff, right, when there's so low light. <laughs> I can see it.
2: I can, I can see how the feeling I'm having right now, where I am mortified, because I'm a person that's extremely sensitive to all types of eye harm. That if you ever want to get me to flinch in anything you have some harm come to someone's eyeball. And yeah, I, that's
1: usually the one part of horror movies where I have to look away. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. there's a pretty famous scene of this like Italian horror movie where it's the first time they just showed like a, somebody getting their eyeball like just slit. And it's like old-timey special effects, but I I can't watch it to this day. Mm-hmm. I have to cover my eyes. Mhm.
2: And I think maybe that feeling is connected to, the is connected to the um, sexuality. I can see it. I can see it.
1: Yeah, because I I kind of feel like we're going to not go back to like the Victorian era of like covering up, but it's going to be kind of like oh, you see an ankle, but it's going to be like oh, he's holding my hand in public. Like, I feel like m- the new taboos are going to be coming soon and and they're going to be shocking. <laughs> I think the next generation of people are 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 going to really be uh very touch sensitive cuz I don't think we're going to have a culture of touching so much. Hmm. And I think it'll be, like, very, like, U.S. centric. Because I think other countries have handled this way better. So they're, you know, opening up. There's less restrictions. But I think because it's going to get so bad if things don't get better here, like, we might (laughs) just have, like, mad touching porn. Um.
2: I can see it. Can see or it. like
1: spit play might be good. Cause, I mean, I, I think the only time I've ever publicly clutched my pearls was um, I was at Exotica and there is a and her sub and I wasn't expecting it, but they were like doing a scene for the crowd. And yeah. um, she like kind of she was, he was like licking her toes. And for me, I'm like, ugh, feet. I'm just not with it. But then she's like, okay, you're not doing this good enough. And he's like, I'm sorry. Then he opened his mouth and she just went and just hopped a loogie right in there. And it was just such a shocking moment for me. Not because I haven't seen people, like, I've seen people be spit off during sex. Like, guy, give a girl back shots. you like, Spits on her or whatever, which not my cup of tea. That's a whole other discussion, I, but go on. Yeah, just the the spit in the mouth. Which I'm always just like. <laughs> which is weird because I know I make light of it very often. If you're if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably said heard I would let blank whoever, you know, twirls my fancy spit in my mouth, because I think that's the worst thing. <laughs> Or spit in my butt. I don't know why. I really don't want somebody to spit on my butt. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I'm just anti spit as lube. It's not lube. It's
2: not. It's not lube. Lube's it's a digestive enzyme. <laughs> lube is lube. Spit is a digestive enzyme. Yeah. Now, if I was slowly now, if I was trying to fuck you and and eat you, sure. I mean, that'd take a while. While long: I wonder if
1: somebody has like a boar fetish, if they ever put like pineapples in somebody's butt because pineapples have digestive enzymes, they're kind of eating us when we eat them.:
2: Well, that is why we need to wrap up the show.
1: <laughs> I, I think on that note, I've, I've been by in. And <laughs> hey,
2: listen, no, that listen, I enjoy it. We need to do that. We need to have a whole show where we go over all the nonsense that has passed our mind while we are in quarantine too long. I want it next week. Pineapple
1: in the booty ass bitch. Yes.
2: (laughs) I don't think this is invalid. I just think it is now, this is now another half an hour of conversation when we do not have a half an hour. So we will do this next week,
1: folks. (laughs) We're going to put a pin on that.
2: We're going to put a pin in this. And next week we're going to go into absolute quarantine, unhinged madness as a group. All of us are going to do that
1: okay all right thank you for listening um we're we're gonna quote unquote get through this together except for you know the thousands of people who did not um and uh, i'll I'll see you next tuesday
0: Enjoy what you heard? Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash unfridays and follow the network at twitter.com slash unfridays. You know what makes racists really mad? Black people having a good time. And we really have a good time making these podcasts. So, if you donate, then it's technically the same thing as funding the unhappiness of racists everywhere. Awesome, right? You know what to do.